Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this quite persistent reality, I hope that you are able to be aware of the emotional changes in addition to the psychological changes. And the dog next door just started barking his head off when I said that. I don't know if he's barking because I'm talking or maybe he's emotional. (laughs) I've noticed that lately we have been quite emotional. A lot of people have been um, a little bit raw emotionally from what people have been telling me that it's like, I feel a little bit, um, more open to criticism or not that I'm opening myself up to criticism, but, um, just a little bit more raw to it when people like for me personally, I've been feeling this and other people I've spoken to have said, yeah, it's just been a little, you know, things have been a little hurtful. People have been a little rude. Um, and people have always been rude, but it just feels like they shouldn't be that way anymore. It just feels like we're at the level now where we should, uh, try to take care of each other and love each other and treat each other as family at this point, you know, at least treat people like you actually give a damn at the least and at the most that you love them unconditionally. Right. So I've noticed that there's been a lot of emotional stuff, not, um, emotional stuff about mental trauma psychological damage, you know, and that's usually what people say when they go, Oh yeah, well work on your shadow side. And it's usually just mental trauma. It's like you're emotionally, um, spent or you're emotionally overwrought by things that happen to us psychologically, you know, like that's how well most of us have been, but I've noticed this, um, emotional vulnerability that has, that I've been experiencing. And a few of my other people said, you know, I've been feeling really weird and sensitive, you know, and it's not even, it's not even a full moon as far as I know. You know, usually people feel that way around a full moon. But I I think in the past week, like a friend of mine wrote me from Germany today and he said, you know, it just feels like the last year took about four years. (laughs) He says it and he says, I'm all for it. I'm for the healing. I'm okay with all of that. But it's left him emotionally like raw and just living with this pain, this horrible pain emotionally, um, even in some cases physically. And I have another friend in Germany. Um, there's a f- two or three people I know in Germany <clears throat> actually that have been going through this, uh, raw pain kind of energy, this emotional, like roller coaster, even if they're living alone and they're not interacting much with other humans. And it's not always even about remembering the past, you know, and even, um, someone in my own family started to say this to me that, you know, they're feeling really, um, like, just like, I can't right now. I can't with other people. I just can't 
really leave the house um, if I didn't need to go get groceries if I didn't need to go to the laundromat I probably would never leave the house you know and that's how I feel too and I just feel like the pandemic almost taught us that we don't really ever need to leave the house and I was already kind of living that way anyway because I had an income no matter what and so I was just able to sit at home with my kids and I we didn't sit at home all the time we went to a lot of Museums. We traveled the world, um, at least some. We traveled through six countries and lived in, in um, a lot of these countries for more than six months, you know, like just really trying to understand um, different cultures, different foods, learning a language. Um, my kids learned guitar, you know, just all the stuff that we were doing. But so I was already used to sitting at home. But at the same time, now when I'm sitting at home, it's like, There's, I don't know how to say it. There's like a piece to it. There's a piece that is very deep to it. Like I don't need to wear makeup. I don't have to look a certain way or dress a certain way. I don't have to put on airs. I could be myself. And when I do leave the house, I just don't give a flying rat's ass about, you know, having to put on makeup or whatever. Like even today, I shaved my legs. I think it's the first time in like six months or maybe even a year. Hell, I don't even know. You know, I just, it's like, I just haven't even cared. I just, eh. it's not that I'm like letting myself go because, you know, whatever. It's not even that. It's just that. I don't have any um, connection to being vain anymore. I don't have any connection at all to that. I have have one friend who says that she, she keeps having these dreams where, you know, her true love shows up and surprises her and she's worried because she doesn't have her hair done or her makeup. And I'm like, fuck, for me, that was like 30 years ago. I mean, you know, like, whoa. And I'm not judging her. It's just, I'm like flabbergasted because I used to be that way. Oh, I was embarrassed because I was dripping wet out of the pool in my dream and my hair was wet. I hadn't done my hair. You know, she had a dream like that too. And I'm like, that's like weird. I don't, I mean, do I have brain damage that I'm not embarrassed if I'm just me? (laughs) is it brain damage or is it emotionally being healthy I mean you know it's like maybe most people are that way I remember my grandma being that way my great grandma you know my mom couldn't leave the house without lipstick but she usually did her full makeup you know but for me I'm just like yeah I don't really I'm just me, you know, and I'm not trying to dress to impress anybody. I'm not trying to dress for success to put on airs to make more money. I'm not really um, doing anything emotionally, like, like to get emotional validation, you know, is what I'm trying to say. I just, it's like nothing at all, right? So when other people say this kind of stuff to me, I'm really scratching my head like it feels like a hundred years ago since I've given a shit about any of that 
you know she she called me my friend and she said you know I have a feeling my boyfriend's gonna show up and I'm so I have to quickly shave myself I've got to shave my legs really fast I'm like you know if this guy just randomly shows up he kind of deserves to see you at your worst you know and, and maybe he'll never expect more than that so if you do look better it's gonna be like oh my god but if you are perfect when he meets you the first time He's going to expect that level of perfection every damn time. So, you know, why burst his bubble later, you know? Burst it now. <laughs> I mean, it just, it's like so much work to pretend to be something that you're not totally. You know, like my friend's dying her hair every six weeks or whatever. Eight weeks, whatever it is, ten weeks, I don't even know if... I mean, I dyed my hair five years, four years ago. It wasn't even, it was more than three years ago. Maybe about three and a half years ago is the last time I dyed my hair. And then I just stopped caring. <laughs> I mean, I was still dating, but I still didn't care. I was like, eh, whatever. Life is what it is. I am what I am. It's like. I'm trying to self-improve still. It's not that I've given up. I am self-improving all the time in a lot of different ways, but there's something about the shallow nature of what I used to be is no longer me. So I'm having a hard time relating to that. You know, I feel sometimes that I'm, I'm gender queer, that I don't know if I have a gender at all. I'm definitely non-binary or NB is the other word for that. I, I'm just like, I don't know. I just like, but I mean, I'm not like wishing I didn't have boobs or that, I, you know, I'm not wishing I'm not body dysmorphic. It's, it's nothing about that. I don't know. I'm just, maybe I'm evolving and growing and caring about inner, my inner world more than my outer world. And that could be it for sure. Um, like the mad professor part of me. <laughs> But a lot of people I've talked to have said that they're just so emotional lately and there's no reason for it. You know, it's like they're emotionally raw and like I was attacked for putting pronouns on my profile and I'm not even 100% serious about it. I was just playing around with it, put it out there, see how I feel kind of thing. And I was told, telling my oldest kid this, and my oldest kid is an NB person as well. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I don't really care what people call me. You know, I really just don't care. I, I like literally just don't have any ego about any of this shit anymore. <laughs> and, you know, believe what you want to believe about me. I don't care. I really just don't. But my oldest and I were talking, and I was personally attacked for. Put, which I mentioned a couple days ago, as I was attacked pretty harshly, like really harshly. Like this person went around all my posts and said really mean, horrible things. A lot of things that made zero sense. But he was so up in arms that I put XE on my profile. You know, that, you know, just because I put two little letters that that made it okay somehow to threaten my life and you know tell me I'm nothing 
and it made me feel um, vulnerable and open to um, in a different way, you know. So it's my first my first time being attacked as a trans person, which is funny because I'm not really necessarily a trans person. I'm genderqueer, but I don't necessarily identify as trans. I, I don't actually identify as trans. So it was kind of weird to be attacked as a trans person. It was very odd. And there's nothing wrong with being trans, obviously, but but it was a very weird sensation, and I did not like it. And I don't like that this is happening to so many people in the world. It made me feel more raw and more open to my... Uh, feelings, if that makes sense. But a lot of people have told me lately things like, oh, you seem butthurt or you seem triggered or whatever. And I mentioned this the other day and I'm like, it's really weird because I'm very unemotional when I'm on social media. Like I just don't really engage my emotions whatsoever. I'm an INFJ personality type. If you know what that means, um, you would know that I'm just telling the truth and I'm just totally like, eh, shit is what it is. You know, like this, um, one, uh, post was talking about dragons being real in history and they're real animal and maybe they'll come back someday and we're going to find the truth. And, you know, it wasn't just a story. Um, you know, um, some people said stupid things on it, like, Maybe it was just a man using his imagination. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy has never looked into dragons at all. If he had, he would have known that almost every single continent, if not every country in the world, have their own version of dragons. There have been um, swimming dragons that are white. They're not fish, but... They look like a typical dragon in Thailand. It's, I've seen several posts on it where they kind of come up out of the water, and it's definitely a dragon. It's definitely what you would imagine a dragon to be. And then, they, and then you know, the tourists will feed it, and then it swims away. And I think they call it a little, like a dragon fish. But it's like a dragon. It's kind of, kind of crazy, you know? And there's obviously Komodo dragons. Those are real, you know? <laughs> So anyway, I said something about seeing a dragon in Peru, which I did. I've told you guys about it. And, um, somebody said something kind of mean to me, but it, you know, it didn't connect with me because it wasn't me at all. You know, they're like, well, maybe if you lay off the drugs or something. And I, and I said, no, I was actually really sober. It was in the middle of the day. I hadn't even been drinking. It was, you know, my kids were doing their homeschool work and I was writing a screenplay and the whole house darkened a couple times because it circled around a couple times and what was eerie about it is all the birds and all the insects went silent it was a complete silence and then this shadow this creature was so big that it darkened every window in our entire apartment and it was really weird you know so that's what made me look outside like what is so freaking big I'm thinking I'm gonna see a thunderbird you know which is a real thing but there are these massive massive birds and 
they don't they don't live in very many places and they're, they they seem like a myth cuz they're hardly anything but there have been you know stories of little boy there was a little boy who was 12 years old he got picked up and carried like 20 feet by a thunderbird he his shoulders were in the bird's claws and he was wiggling and he poked the bird enough from underneath that the bird dropped him and he like broke his uh, arm or leg or something and um and his mom was interviewed on art bell i think or maybe it's just the researcher who interviewed the mom was on, on art bell it was a long time ago it was on coast to coast am and it was a really crazy story but um so I, that's what I expected to see. Maybe it's like a Thunderbird, right? And I thought, you know, it could be an Andean condor. I mean, I was not in the Andes. I was on the coast, but I was in Peru and the Andean condors throughout, you know, this whole region, you know, Ecuador, Peru, they're massive. They have like 18 foot wingspans. And um, when I looked out that what I saw was bigger than that. And it was definitely a dragon. It had a head like you see in dragon art and it's got a little heart-shaped tail like a normal tail with a heart end it was really trippy I was like oh my god and its wings were like bats wings and see-through and when the Sun caught it just so it looked like it was made from gold it was a golden dragon going around my house so I thought that was really obviously interesting. I, I didn't have a moment to grab my, um, you know, my camera or whatever, because I didn't want to miss seeing it. And, but it, it was gliding so slow that I made out all the details. It was close enough to the house where I was like, holy shit, that thing is massive. Like a part of me wanted to run outside. And another part of me thought, stay the fuck inside (laughs) that thing is massive and what if it's hungry right so I was talking about this and you know know, a couple people are being really skeptical and I just felt really emotionally raw about that like I wasn't upset and I wasn't mad I wasn't hurt but I felt open to criticism which was a very odd feeling because usually I've got a very tough skin and I don't know what happened to me <laughs> in the past week or so. I've been very vulnerable. And my cat has been very emotional and very vulnerable. And I've noticed that she's been like begging me to um, bend down to her so she could pet my face with her claw and she could kiss my face. And she's been doing that a lot more than normal. And I've noticed that... Um, She's really, really needed me. When she does need me, it's like, I need you right now. And she does this little kitten meal. And sometimes she will do that, but, you know, two or three times during the week. But I've noticed that lately, the days that she does it, it's like many times a day. So I don't know if you guys are open to this. uh, I don't know what it is. It's just... I almost feel like there's new emotions that we've never experienced before coming online and that the emotions that we do have are being amplified through the heart chakra, if that makes any sense. That's literally what I'm feeling. It's been absolutely weird. There's a lot of other energy things. My 
And also, I'm going to tell you guys something else that would weirded me out today. Now, um, yesterday, I think, or was it two days ago? It was two days ago, I think. I was on Instagram and something caught my eye and I was going to make a comment. And I started to make the comment and I wasn't touching the screen. I like commented, but I hadn't posted it yet. And I wasn't touching the screen in this moment. I just thought, well, I'm going to reread what I wrote just to make sure there's no typos or that I'm saying something that could be taken a different way. Cause you know, people get all up in arms about shit they perceive. <laughs> That's not at all what you said or how you said it. You know, if people read it in an angry voice, then they're going to think you were triggered or angry, which is hilarious. It's like, no, I'm very unemotional. when I type these things, you know, I try to type things that are going to be helpful, you know, to people usually. But, um, so anyway, so I was looking at the screen and as I looked at the screen, um, I watched as the comment disappeared itself. And then I watched as Instagram did this flip flop <laughs> kind of thing where suddenly we're at the top of the page, but no one's touched the screen. And then Instagram shut down and then restarted and then opened back up and restarted itself. And I'm just holding my tablet like, whoa, I'm not even touching the screen. And I felt kind of lightheaded and weird and dizzy. And I asked God, did I hop a timeline? And the answer was yes. Today I hopped a timeline again too. Um, Had one of those weird moments of like, whoa. I know something just happened. I feel dizzy. I feel weird. So I've noticed, and this is going to sound really weird. I don't know what to make of it. And it might just be a perception that I'm having, but (laughs) it is going to sound weird, but shadows, when you hold your arm out above the ground, you know, maybe midway between your shoulder and your, in the ground, the shadows usually like a dark charcoal gray or a gray or a light gray, depending on the lighting. And my shadows, my shadow is almost completely black, which is starting to freak me out a little bit. And I've noticed that other shadows cast from other things, the shadows are darker than they used to be. And I don't know what to make of it. I want you guys to notice it and see if it's the same for you because I have noticed shadows a lot. I mean, I'm a trained artist. I, you know, one of my first classes I ever took in university was an art class and we were always taught to look at shadow and light, look at the, you know, what's happening, but also the negative space around what's happening, you know? So I've always noticed this stuff. I'm a trained observer. I was a security guard for years and I can observe things and be able to report back with a great amount of detail. So uh, believe me when I say the shadows seem darker than usual and I don't know what that means. I, I it 
maybe my eyes are perceiving it a little bit different. I don't know. But what does that mean? I know I hopped a timeline. Maybe my eyes see differently in this timeline. And I've been having that weird stuff in my eyes, almost like cement or glue. (laughs) When I wake up, it's like, whoa, I could barely open my eyes. And that's been this way for about, I don't know, four or five days now. And I've heard from several of you that said the same thing. Like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Usually there's like normal sleep and I could wipe that out of my eye really easily. And now suddenly I'm having like this sleep in my eye all day long, not just in the morning. And it's really hard to get out. And I have like a lot of weird goo in my eyes that should not be there. And so I know I've been experiencing it and several of you have noticed it as well. And there was a Russian doll synchronicity, my friend told me. So wanted to say that just in case any of you had some Russian doll synchronicities, um, with the TV show or with just in general, but that's been one for sure. Um, all right, let's see. I wanted to go to some Instagram posts. Of course I had it queued up and now it's not, <laughs> uh, it always does that. Okay. So I'm going to my spiritual guidance collection. I have little collections. So about three days ago is when I started looking at some of these, uh, Jupiter retrograde is over, by the way. It ended officially on November 23rd in ethereal Pisces. So it says, integrate the wisdom you've acquired during the last four months and use it to inspire actions, faith, and self-belief moving forward. So that was just one I wanted to read to you. Uh, That was Jupiter Jewel Astrology. So, aw, I love you, girl. I miss you, man. (laughs) She's one of the listeners of the show, actually. So this one was from the Pleiadians. This one is interesting from Peyton Energetics. Dear ones, this is a time of revelation. We urge you not to be distracted by what's about to be revealed. As members of the awakened community, you already know what's coming to light. We urge you to stand in your light so that you can be of support and comfort to those who will be blindsided when the reality comes crashing down. That's a message from the Pleiadians. (laughs) And it wasn't really explained what the fuck they mean by crashing down reality. So yeah. And how did I start this one? Persistent reality. Um. So, um, four days ago, divine feminine seven, 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 seven said, we continue the process that started after the last shift in the energy eyes and ears are still sensitive to light and noise. We're sleepy, but not physically tired or exhausted as we were in the cycle before this one, the nights are calmer. We don't remember our dreams and our brain is in zoom out mode. I don't know what they mean by zoom out mode. Maybe they mean zone out mode. Not quite sure. Just to be honest. Um, Let's see here. 
uh, Divine Feminine 7777 said three days ago, a lot's been coming into our awareness from the past to be seen, recognized, and cleared out of our systems. You don't have to feel it once again when, when it comes up. All you need to do is acknowledge it and see yourself through it, through the veil as you truly are. So that's another energy thing going on. Um, Tarot reader Peter, I love him dearly. He says, I've been running an experiment where I say every day for the past few days, within 24 hours, I will find myself experiencing the life of my dreams. And it's been having an absolutely beautiful impact on my life. Try it and let me know how it goes for you too. Then his, his other note says, this shit is changing my life. So within 24 hours, I will find myself experiencing the life of my dreams. Oh, I like that. It gives me a good energy shift anyway. Uh, Soul Integration Coach has uh, been talking about glitches in the matrix and timeline jumping and that different timelines have been available to us based on our frequency, obviously. And he says, if you notice this multidimensional phenomenon recently, I sent that uh, video clip to my uh, my friend who is just awakening up now, awakening. And she said, um, she wrote me today. She says, I don't know what the hell's going on, and I'm a little bit afraid to talk about it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, shoot, tell me, let's figure it out. She's like, okay, some of the stuff you've been talking about, how you know something will shift and you sense it, and then all of a sudden things have a little bit of a different color or something. I'm like, yeah. And she said, all right, so for years I've been living here and I'm taking pictures, you know, for my eBay, you know, to sell stuff on eBay. And as I'm doing this, every time, because this is the lamp that in this room, you know, the lighting in the room, is what her ex-boyfriend bought and it has like a yellow hue to it which makes it a son of a bitch to take the pictures for eBay and she says I have been having the hardest effing time for years trying to take pictures in this room you know of course you, you never think about it till you're in the room you gotta take the pictures and you're like oh my god she's like it's such a challenge You know, she's got to make sure she has other lights there just to make it all work out. And she walked in there today and it's in the, the, um, glass part is not yellow anymore. It's white. I mean, it's like, you know, plain, like see-through and, and the lighting has never been better in that room in her ever. I'm like, okay, so obvious questions. Has the sunlight come in to change the color by bleaching it? She says, no. I'm like, okay, another question. Did you get, did you change your light bulb recently? Did you get a different kind of light bulb perhaps? Or, you know, a natural solar light? And she said, no. And I said, oh shit. All right. Now you're aware of hopping timelines. This is what it feels like. She's like, I'm feeling a little weird, like lightheaded, maybe dizzy, confused right before it happened. I'm like, yep. <laughs> Woo! Welcome to the multidimensional universe where things are strange and there's just don't make sense. Things don't make sense anymore. And I told her there's a quantum theory that 
every decision we make, we hop a different timeline. Sometimes we hop up, sometimes we hop down. Every timeline's around 2% different. Normally we wouldn't notice. You know, I think over 20 years ago, no one ever noticed. And suddenly everyone's noticing when there's a slight shift. And I think the other thing is, too, you know, from the pandemic, being stuck at home all the time, we're now like, oh, shit, I remember everything in this room. I know everything. I know where everything was because we're not out and about. We're not interacting with a lot of people. We're not in a bunch of different environments. We're not coming home and going, I thought that was a different color. Oh, well, it must be my mind because I was working all day. No, now we're like stuck in the same place all the time. And we're really noticing these shifts. <laughs> and I don't know if 20 years ago this would have been happening. You know, if we if the pandemic had happened then, I don't know. It's all really weird timing though, isn't it? So, okay, so quantum ascension 444, they say. The energy is so powerful, potent, and charged that it's hard to describe it. New light codes are finding you, bringing you closer to your soul's unique essence to the right path and it's a space many of us have never been before in this incarnation more freedom from lower energies as well as feelings of alignment soul desires physical reality and of inner peace are coming this is an auspicious time it's another expansion big shifts are in your favor could be happening all through this week showing you the one thing that you are always right to have the faith and you are always right to believe and they wrote this uh, two days ago so um, let's see there was one or two others here um, yeah divine feminine seven 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 there's four sevens I, I saved their stuff a lot because it's interesting The process we're going through right now brings us people and situations from the past so we can clear and release what we don't need anymore. It's similar to the decluttering process when we go through our stuff and throw away the things we don't need anymore because they're only blocking our energy. And this is from two days ago. So, um, the energetic alchemist says we are being divinely guided into the higher dimensions this is no small project many advanced teams are involved many have been waiting to witness our shift stay heart focused call in our highest timeline you're more powerful than you can imagine even behind the veil and this last one from november 29th which is well today uh the day that i'm recording this you're going to hear this on the 30th they say, uh, this is a repost actually from Carolyn YHWH, which is like Yahweh with all the vowels removed. So she says, Carolyn says on November 29th, the way the ego tricked you into thinking you weren't safe is over. Negativity, worry, and stress are dissipating through the end game of these illusions solar light downloads are stimulating your inner light and will power and will power to conquer that program for good setting you free this light brings crown chakra upgrades 
that are connecting you to the wisdom of the divine, replacing all that's leaving. It is important to choose the wisdom entering instead of overanalyzing and overthinking. Go within, find the answers that are surfacing. Say no to the illusions wanting to keep you trapped in instability. That old world is ending and as the veils are thinning and passing away. Open yourself up and receive this new life and way of being that brings peace, contentment, love, and joy. So I have been holding on to these for a couple days, wanted to gather them all up in a grouping like I just did and read them to you. I think that might be what's going on is maybe I'm feeling a separation from the lower energies and I'm no longer emotionally or mentally triggered by any of that shit. But I do feel hurt when someone is purposely trying to hurt me. I'm super aware of it. I do have the cloak or mantle of discernment. You know, not just having discernment in general, but I woke up one morning, um, a few weeks back, which I told you guys before. And, uh, God was giving me a mantle. I woke up as a mantle was being gently laid down on my body, the way that one would cover you with a blanket while you're sleeping because they don't want you to get cold. And that's what I felt from God. And I saw it and it's this pale golden, you know, kind of a golden white light mantle. And I'm like, what is this? And thank you. I would love to have another mantle. Thank you very much. And God said, this is the mantle of discernment. And all hell broke loose as soon as that started working. (laughs) You know, and I think that that's what's going on now. So when people say shit to me and they're trying to purposely get my dander up so they could say, oh, you were triggered, uh, or whatever. And none of that shit's working on me. And I just see it. And I'm like, it's really funny that you think that I was overly emotional when I'm very unemotional when I write anything on social media these days. And it makes me feel that maybe you don't know how to read people or you wanted me to be emotional because you're trying to get a rise out of me. You know, you're probably going around the internet trying to pick on people, you know, but somebody came at me with something. He didn't say, he said, uh, nice try. Yeah, right. Ha, nice try. You know, when I was talking about my dragon story and that in and of itself wasn't triggering and none of it really triggered me at all, but it hurt me, genuinely hurt me in my heart that he said it on purpose to hurt me. And, 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 and it wasn't like it triggered me and I was, oh, I'm so hurt. Uh, you know, I wasn't crying or anything. I was like, I don't give a shit. But it hurt me because I felt his emotional pain. He's hurt. So he's lashing out, you know, the way an an injured cat would scratch the fuck out of you. If you try to touch it, 
You know, it's just, and, and it hurt me that he was hurt. And it hurt me that he tried to hurt me on purpose. In a way, you know, like it was barely, but it was enough of an emotional rawness inside me that where I was already left vulnerable from all of these energies we have that when he said this thing to me, it was like, I mean, I immediately blocked the bitch because I don't put up with shit. I'm not even going to talk back to him. Although I think I might've said something and then blocked him. I might've said, do you make it a habit to go around being mean to strangers on the internet for, for fun? This is how you love to spend your time. <laughs> you know, hey, look at me. I'm always saying shit to really trigger people on a deeper level to do better and heal more. I wasn't trying to do that, but I mean, it might have, you know, but I, it just, and he wasn't like trying to psychically attack me. I didn't feel psychically attacked. I just felt like he wanted to hurt me because he's hurt. And I think on some level, he wanted me to recognize his hurt. And on some level, he wanted me to maybe hug him and be there for him type of thing. It was such a weird fucking thing. I can't explain it. Like my discernment is on point so much these days that it's an adjustment period, you know, where I'm like, huh? And I'm an empath, right? So I'm not just seeing what's going on. I'm freaking feeling what's going on. You know, like that one guy that said, um, something to me and I'm like, you know, about my emotions, you know, you're just so triggered. I just think you're really upset. You know, <laughs> like I'm not, I was like laughing. I even put laughy emojis cause I really was laughing, but he, I'm like, no, you, you don't know how to read anybody's emotions. This is probably why you're having problems in all the relationships in your life. And you're not getting along with your family cause you don't know how to read other people's emotions. And that's when he's like, mind your own business. <laughs> I just blocked him. I was just like, I said, you mind your own business. Says a guy who like started commenting on my comment, like what? But it was, I remember like just a feeling of, I saw him, I saw his life. I saw him crying because other people, um, he thinks that other people are mad and upset and hate him. It's all self-inflicted emotion back on him. And I was just like, I feel so sorry for this guy. And again, I blocked the bitch because I don't need to be a psychically or personally attacked for nothing. But I did ask God to heal him. And this other guy, I'm going to ask God right now, please. That guy, that older man, he looks like he's in his 60s. Can you just please bring that guy some kind of healing? Thank you. And that's all it needed. Now it just left my heart. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's what my friend said. When someone attacks you, just you send them light, and then that will unhook their energy from yours. You just send them a pillar of light. And I just did that to I'm sending this to this other kid. He was really fucked up emotionally. He kept trying to tell me that I'm messed up emotionally, and that was my clue. <laughs> like, no, I'm really not. I'm just in here like the most mellow person ever. Like, what? This <laughs> is like so funny, but, um, yeah, I don't know. There's been this emotional rawness and I, I want you guys to pay attention to that and also pay attention to your shadows. Like, see, when I look in certain places, my shadows look normal 
but then I think maybe I'm now getting used to it, but they do seem slightly more shadowy. I don't know. And, and also the shadows look different. Jesus, actually shadows are looking really weird. Now I know I'm not that skinny, but my shadows are a lot skinnier than they ought to be. <laughs> I mean, sometimes our shadows are, you know, make us look skinny <laughs> and tall, which I kind of really love, but my shadows are looking really, really skinny. Like this, there's something, things are, my perception is different or I don't know what's going on. Please write me at mermaidgirl888 if you're experiencing any of this weird shit that I just mentioned because it's just very odd. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to make of some of it. You know, I, I, I have some of the answers, but definitely not all of them. Not even close to half of them, honestly. I bring up this stuff. I know I bring up more questions and answers. <laughs> oh, that's the unfoldment of life, I suppose. Um, yeah, I had a weird conversation with somebody today about, um, he's schizophrenic, so he does see the world a lot different, but he was talking about pain and safety and security. And he's saying that People want to feel safe and secure only when they've been traumatized in their life. And I started really thinking about it. And I'm like, no, that's not true at all because we feel safe and sound in the womb. And then we're born to a cold, dry world. When we've been in a warm, wet world, you know, we've been like living in water that's warm. And then we're born into a world where it's freaking cold even if it's not cold we feel cold and babies always have to be covered with blankets which is an undercurrent underlying message of we're not safe welcome to the world little baby you're not safe here now we're gonna put a bunch of blankets on you we're gonna cover up your hands and your feet and your you know make sure your little toes you know are are covered and we're gonna put a snuggly on you and wrap you up like a baby burrito and you know we're going to put a blanket over your head too. And it's not just from the pandemic. This is how we've always treated babies. And, and babies don't have an immune system until their mother breastfeeds them, right? That's where they get their immunity. And they don't even have an aura built up yet either. And that's through breastfeeding because there's little chakras in, in the mother's nipples. Well, in men's nipples too, by the way. Everyone has chakra, nipple chakras. <laughs> I bet none of them other metaphysical shows out there are going to talk about nipple chakras, but hey, here we go. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> now I just saw Robert De Niro in that movie, um, Meet the Fockers, saying, I got nipples, can you milk me? <laughs> Oh, shit. I mean, that would be a t-shirt. I would love to have that as a t-shirt. Just that line, like, you know. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Cats have nipples. Can you milk a cat? (laughs) It's like... (laughs) Like, I wouldn't try without a helmet. (laughs) Without, you know, chain mail. (laughs) Full armor. You know, cat kill you if you tried anything like that. (laughs) 
that's the difference between cats and cows, my friends. <laughs> but, but yeah, when you when a mother breastfeeds a baby, there's little nipple chakras that are activated. And you know, when I was breastfeeding both of my kids, I could feel that energy swirly. It's swirling around. It's really crazy. And as the baby is nursing, they're also that um, that sucking energy is also sucking that energy through the nipple chakras into, and it's also, um, there's heart chakras right there too, you know, for, of the mother. And it's, it's pulling into the baby's aura where their aura should be. It pulls in their new aura and that helps formulate their aura. And, um, now that I'm thinking about it, I was adopted and I, and so my birth mother never even saw me or held me or gave a shit about me. You know, it was just, she said, knock me out. I don't want to be awake for this shit. And, um, that was the end of that. She just, she, they, they put her on ether or whatever the hell they put her to sleep. She woke up and she wasn't pregnant anymore. And that was it. So she was out like a light for the whole experience, you know, back in 1968 when they used to do that. And, um, and I don't even know if I was born the natural way, honestly, maybe I was not even born through the birth canal, probably just, you know, had a C-section or something. I never even asked her. It's so weird. Now she's dead and I can't ask her, damn it. But, um, anyway, cause I'm like, how could she, she couldn't have pushed if she was out cold. So now I think she, it was just a C-section. But anyway, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy thinking about that now. But, um, so I didn't get any of that protection from my mother. I didn't get any of the immunity, which is probably why I have asthma and allergies. And, um, I didn't get any of that, uh, aura. And I have, uh, suffered with holes in my aura a lot. I've had, a, I learned recently in recent years only how to sew that shit up. So you could sew it up if you have that too. But, um, yeah, so this is just my weird thoughts. For those of you that like to make a spray to spray on, to spray your aura and cleanse your aura, um, I invented a new one today. I'm going to tell you the recipe. I did about a, in a little spray bottle, I did like a teaspoon of whiskey. You could use vodka. Vodka will be better. But a teaspoon of whiskey and vanilla extract, I did like an eighth of a teaspoon of vanilla extract because damn it, my vanilla essential oil somehow got dried out. So I don't have any more of that. And then I put in eight drops of, um, essential oil of sweet orange. And then I filled the rest of the bottle up with water and I'm keeping it in the fridge to keep it, um, from going bad. The whiskey should also do that as well. Anyway, so I used that. I, I, as I shaved my legs, I sprayed that on you know, the whiskey will prevent my legs from getting an infection. And, um, I, you know, you can spray it to fix your makeup. I'm not wearing makeup. I don't wear makeup, but I sprayed it, sprayed it all over my aura and it smells like a cream sickle. It, you know, the orange and vanilla, it's absolutely excellent and it works and it won't change your color of your clothes, even though the water looks kind of brown from the vanilla extract. I know cause I tried it. <laughs> It's like so strange, but this is a fun little aura, this little aura cleansing thing that you can do. And I just 
did it. In fact, I may put a little thing of salt in there, a couple grains of salt, and make it like a holy water thing and pray over it. So you can make it deeply spiritual and auric cleansing as well as refreshing. And my face actually afterwards looks very, very, um, it's a toner that closes the pores and my face looked uh, younger and more glowy. Or maybe because I hopped a timeline, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's my fun new recipe. Um, I told you guys I would give you when I have them. So anyway, here we go. I'm going to go to spaceweather.com right now to find out what's up in space. The current solar wind speed is 613 kilometers per second. Wow, it's gotten really, really fast. So guess what, guys? Woo, that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> I feel this heat on my back too. Fast solar wind. Earth has entered a fast moving stream of solar wind blowing almost 700 kilometers per second. Wow. That's why I feel so great actually. G1 class geomagnetic storms and auroras around the Arctic Circle will be happening tonight. It's happening right now as I'm recording this. Probably tomorrow too. So, all right, uh, there are one, two, three, four sunspots facing us. We're on sunspot number 25. Were we on 52 yesterday? That's kind of weird. All of the sunspots have simple magnetic fields that pose very little threat for strong solar flares. So we're in a solar wind, but we're not worried about the solar flare. Um, cosmic radiation right now is elevated, but it's gone down by one 0.2% in the past 48 hours, so we're now only at 1.5%. And this is according to the University of Ulus, Sodenkaila Geophysical Observatory in Finland. So, yeah, we are probably in two days and also in three days, we will be getting even more solar wind, but we are in this massive, like, fast moving solar wind stream right now it's at 615 miles per hour but i think what's reaching us is like 700 it's slowing down it'll be slowing down by tomorrow but i don't know about you but i'm feeling like oh so much energy and i'm just like opening myself to it and pulling it in so every night the uh network of nasa's all sky cameras and the all sky fireball network scan the skies above the united states for meteoritic fireballs and what they discovered today was 42 Fireballs, 37 are sporadic, 3 are November Omega Orionids, 1 was a Leonid, and 1 was a Gamma Torrid. So, pretty interesting that. Alright, next we go to the uh, Schumann Resonance News at DisclosureNews.it, coming out of Italy, and this is what was going on. Uh, today, we were at 16 hertz frequency over there. And it's not a lot to write home about, but it is double than normal. And here we go with the Schumann Resonances Power information from the HeartMath Institute uh, GCMS Magnetometer, found at heartmath.org. So what was going on on Sunday, November 27th at the 2300 hour? I'm sorry, the reports are not more new, but that's about a day and a half ago. California was at 69 hertz frequency. Hofuf Saudi Arabia was at 0 Hz frequency. Lithuania was at 96 Hz frequency. Alberta, Canada was at 94 Hz frequency. 
Northland, New Zealand was at 109 hertz frequency. And last but not least, we've got an angel number, baby. <laughs> Hulului, South Africa at 222, 222 hertz frequency. So there you go. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to do some channeling for you guys. So I'll see you soon right after this itty bitty musical ditty right after well right after that <laughs> enjoy this one I'm doing a 16 seconds long one it's, it's a good one guys so I am a channeler and I've been channeling for a very long time but publicly where other people knew about it (laughs) for years only but I've been able to channel spirit or um, basically telepath I've been telepathing with Jesus since I was a really small kid And I've been telepathing, I think, with God since then, too, when I was very little. But then I forgot about it. And my telepathic um, ability really came online about four years ago when I made the conscious decision of, that's it. I'm on the twin flame journey and nothing else. No, um, No dating, no anything I don't even hold hands I don't go out I don't have like nothing um, I've just been focusing focusing on my spiritual journey and when I made that conscious effort to just purify my body purify my energy field and clear it all up so that I would be prepared for my divine right husband when he and I are together, when I decided to do that, my telepathy really, really took off. And when I started the show, it it all just seemed like a catalyst and it just came together. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, I was contacted by the members of the galactic federation of light, basically the Andromedans, the Lyrans. I was contacted by an Orionid person. Um, but that was because I was living a life over there. And he's like, we need you back here. And I was like, oh my God. That was so strange. I'm like, what do you mean? Need me back there? I have a life somewhere else. <laughs> and then I, I had met someone years before and realized... He's my husband on another planet. That's why the day we met um, was awkward because we uh, we met and he kept acting really weird around me, like like falling all over himself to kind of act like impressive so I would be 
all like, oh, he's so whatever. And I, and I just didn't care <laughs> one way or the other. And when, and, and I met him cause he was showing me around my apartment that I ended up moving to. And he was just an apartment manager. So it's a very awkward situation. And then, um, what happened was I, uh, I was standing outside with my son and he says, Oh, let me get the taxi for you. Cause he's trying to be a gentleman. Right. And he said, um, something like, I'll see you soon. And then he put it, this is the weirdest shit. He put his arms around me, kissed my forehead and he held me really close. Like we were a married couple. Like, and mind you, we'd only met like, you know, 20 minutes before, like what, this is the weirdest crap ever. And then I started gaining in touch with my multidimensional self. And the more all this weird stuff happened, the more, um, I was contacted. So the Lyrans, they would show up in my bedroom and it would sound like the a cracking of a whip and the Pleiadian commander Ashtar Sherhan came to me and so now I'm channeling the Arcturian suddenly and I was getting I would wake up uh, speaking in light language not knowing what the hell's happening I can't speak English anymore or Spanish it's just light language and nothing more um, this stuff was just in the beginning of this show four years ago season one things were just getting lit up left and right and I started to increase my telepathic ability, which I've had my whole life. I mean, I was telepathing with a crow or a raven, actually, it was a raven, outside my window when I was about three years old. And he would tell me about um, the universe, the nature of, you know, everything, metaphysical stuff. And he gave me so much. Um, information. It was amazing. I called him grandfather. Um, I called him grandfather basically. And it was this really huge raven bird, which scared the shit out of my mom. You know, here I'm just like this tiny little girl and (laughs) I could barely talk. And my mom was like, so angry. Like, why is this bird like almost half the size of me out the window? just looking at me like pecking at the glass and I can imagine you know being a mom in that situation is terrifying right but I was telepathing with this bird and this bird was uh telling me things about the universe helping me learn and grow and crows and ravens have always been around me um except now that I'm in South America they don't exist here but when I was even in the forest um living in the forest in Northern California, I had telepathic moments with the crow. And when I was even in university, I had, um, I guess it was a raven came up and flew to a branch of the tree and telepathed to me saying, I'm going to help you with your test. And I was like, well, I already know the stuff, you know, I know the material. And it was East and Western religions and the bird wanted to do the test. 
And I was like, all right, fine. You know? So I had to read, I had to telepath the question and the answer came to me literally from the crow or Raven. I don't know. It was a blackbird. And I got an A on the test. So it was a damn smart bird. <laughs> you know, bird brain in this case meant meant intelligence very, very much so. But I've been I've been telepathing my my whole life. But as far as interdimensionals, extra dimensionals, um, not for more than four years, really. But ascended masters, yeah, I've been I've been telepathing with with Yeshua for a long time since I was very, very little, like seven years old or something. He used to walk with me to school. I would pray to him and I'd be afraid, like, come Jesus, help me, you know? And he would come and walk me to school. And cause I had to walk like almost, it was almost two miles. It was an insane walk. It was so long. It took me like an hour to an hour and a half. Sometimes I'd go to this park and hang out for a half hour. You know, halfway through, I'd just be like, oh, forget this. And then I'd get back on, you know, get back on the road and, and walk again. But so it, it took me like an hour to get to school. You know, it was in Southern California, so it wasn't like, you know, uphill both ways in the snow. <laughs> you know, we've heard those stories. It wasn't like that, but... It's just my experiences, and um, I've had some fleeting memories, not anything super cohesive, but I've had several memories of being in the secret space program and being brought in as a telepath and telepathing with um, uh, various uh, ETs in physical form. And And I did have one memory of trying to understand what we could do for an ET that had crashed. And I don't remember what the being looked like at all. I can't see that, but I telepathed with it to learn how to ease its pain. And so it was like really practical, you know, telepathy can be very practical. So I don't know if that's, um, I don't know if that's real or if it's, you know, it's, it's such a strange memory and I haven't had more. So that's all I know about that. And hopefully I'm hoping the memories will come. They wipe your memories at the end of that and send you back in time. But about the time where that first 20 years would have ended and they sent me back in time, I was getting phone calls and, um, mysterious phone calls where this, um, E.T. would be talking to me like a gray would be talking to me. And, um, I didn't understand it. And yet I knew what it was talking about, but I didn't know the language. It was very, very weird. And I've had many, many, um, conversations with the gray aliens that are extraterrestrials that have abducted me for years since I was a baby. So I've had a lot of wild experiences, obviously, but the telepathy for me in channeling beings for me in the past four years has been probably one of the wildest experiences of my life. 
but uh, tonight we're not going to go to the far reaches of the dimensional space-time continuum (laughs) and the far reaches of the universe. Tonight we're just going to have a conversation with Brother Yeshua. I call him brother. He calls me little sister. I was with him in a past life um, when he was Jesus, basically, when he was Yeshua. I was his, kind of his, I think it was his cousin. I lived in a house like a couple doors down from him or whatever, and I was there during a lot of his speeches. And it really, um, it really was a special time, obviously. So I've always felt a lot of love for him, and he's always been basically my big brother. I'm not a Christian. I'm not channeling Jesus because I'm a Christian, because I'm not. I, I have been mad at Christians for basically my whole life because they didn't get his message right. I know his message because I was there at the time. You know, they don't love people. Well, a lot of Christians do. I won't say they, meaning all of them, but... I've met many Christians that don't love people if they're gay or they don't love people if they're different than them, you know, if they're a different religion, they don't love them, you know, they don't want equal rights for everybody, for example, not all Christians, but several that I've met. And that always made me mad because that is a gross misrepresentation of Brother Yeshua. Worshiping him, worshiping him like God. Also, um, they, you know, a lot of Christians have that wrong. No, worship God. Listen to Jesus, but about everything. But worship God. That's like the big. Uh, that's the big message, to me. Um, love your neighbors yourself. Love yourself. Love everybody. Love your enemies. You know, like all the things he talked about. It's just to love, love everybody. Super simple, but hard to do in practice, apparently, but it's a simple message. But anyway, I am already connected with Brother Yeshua. I have him at my side almost all the days of my life. And I love that. And so we're going to have a little channeling he says it's gonna be about 35 minutes or so so I'm gonna take a few breaths and and get to it Ooh, it's 1333 on the timer um, that might be a message for some of you 33 by the way is the age brother Yeshua was when he uh, died and rose again and then ascended so Hopefully he'll talk a little bit about that, but we'll see. Uh, Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, I don't know about you, but I've been really knocked for a loop by this solar wind stream coming in. Um, I feel super, super cold, and I put on a sweater, and then I feel super, super hot, and and I'm not sick. It's just ascension symptoms, so if you're starting to have some wild symptoms today, uh, consider it. So anyway, here we go. Uh, I am connected. I I did muscle testing. I paused this, so I did my breathing while I was paused, and I did the muscle testing. So let me tune in a little more. Brother Yeshua, are you with me? (laughs) He says, always, little sister. Thank you. (sighs) 
begin transmission. Greetings and hello, it is I, Yeshua, Brother Yeshua to some of you, Yeshua to some of you, Jesus or Jesus to some of you. You all know me as the Son of God, but I am no more the Son of God than you are. We all are, or none of us are. The inequality and inequity that has been perpetuated on this planet since my death and resurrection and ascension to the higher levels of this planet have been grossly misunderstood. I've been trying to get the message out in various ways for many, many centuries now. I am a man. I was a man. And I laid down my life for the father within me. But God did not ask his son to make a sacrifice and also say that he is God and create that level of separation that so many people have taken to mean that worshiping is at hand. The idea that people have worshiped me has always upset me because that is a gross misrepresentation of how I felt about the whole scene, scenario. I was a man, first and foremost. I did my spiritual journey and I did my journey work in many lifetimes and I went through many initiations. I went through training in Egypt and I went through various minor initiations in India and in the Himalaya mountains. And I really and truly had to learn a lot. God did not have a need to come and be a man in his godly form on earth. And I did not mean to give the message that there is a separation between myself and others. I did not mean to give a separation message of humans are merely human, but I had superhuman abilities or that I was somehow above you. I tried to get across the message that you two have these superhuman abilities. I thought I did a great job, but apparently there was a lot lost in the translation and all the translations of all the Bibles that have been put upon the earth. I was 
a man who rose above my station as a man, as a human. And I see many of you in the modern age rising above your station as humans. You are starting to have abilities. And the new phrase is, come online. You have these new abilities, come online. And you have these intense moments of non-separation with God. The Father within or the Christ energy within, whatever you wish to call it. It's a complete moment of clarity where there is no fear, where there is no sorrow or doubt. There is no shame or blame or anxiety or anger, but moments of pure clarity where the experience is that of pure bliss and eternal love. I see many of you walking around in the world with a dazed and confused look on your face because you don't know why things used to be the, the way they were and why you are so different in the world now. Your way of relating to the world is different. Your way of walking and talking sometimes is different. There is or was an observation made by one of the light workers in your world today where she said there's a problem literally with walking. For a while, some of you were unable to use your limbs correctly. Or it's almost like you woke up and found yourself in a body you didn't know how to control. And we have seen the other ascended masters and I have recently seen this sort of event take place recently again with the new uh, energies coming from the solar uh, wind we see the power of the energy of the cosmos running through you and the light is so intense the light is so bright and so overwhelming to the senses of the body overwhelming to each individual cell of the body that many of you are feeling lightheaded or dizzy, which was mentioned earlier. But many of you are forgetting how to use your limbs or you might be having problems. Some of you are having compressed spine, compressed spinal issues where you suddenly feel like a part of your back is a little swollen and you're having neuropathy and pain and some of you are feeling numbness and tingling in your limbs we would like to encourage you to go to a doctor if you really believe it's an actual problem but for a lot of you this 
tingling in the fingers or hands or in the toes temporarily has been quite the sensation and quite a strange experience but we'd like to assure you that this is what happens when you take a physical body up into the fifth dimension the next dimension up there are many of you who are wearing the cloak of doubt and confusion even though you know what's happening and we would like to ask you now to cast off your doubt cast off your confusion and instead take up the coat of confidence and take up the mantle of divine intervention understand that your one true invisible God that lives in all things including yourself that Christ consciousness within know that that is what is guiding you it's directing your cells to cooperate with the new light coming in it is directing your senses to open up and be aware of more than you were before many of you are seeing in ultraviolet light frequencies a lot of you are seeing in a broader spectrum or broader range of frequencies many of you are starting to hear in frequencies that you never did before many of you are sensing energy with your physical body that you never felt before many of you are heightening your abilities that you did not even know existed before this year we watch we see what's happening we are with those of you who call out to us for help we would like to encourage you not to pray to us not to worship us but just ask us for help because we are your divine big brothers and big sisters there are many ascended masters on earth and we just have been awaiting for these moments so that we can help where help is needed we are on your side we're rooting for you as you guys say we're rooting for you we're on your side we are 100% in alignment with our highest selves and we have this very fond wish to help you align with your highest truth 
and to also be one with your higher selves. We have such a love and admiration for each and every one of you. We see your individual struggles. We know what you're going through. Many of you are having problems with relationships. Some of you have lost your children to governmental organizations. Some of you do not realize that your children planned this before they were born so that they could infiltrate the governmental organizations and they could give them love and give them that divine spark within and your children will be home back safe with you once enough people on the inside of the governmental uh, organization have been lit up with the divine light when enough of them have been sparked to their own spiritual awakenings. Many of you have lost uh, parents and parental guidance. Many of you have felt lost since your parents have gone to the next world but we would like to offer our support and our guidance all of the ascended masters would like to be there for you in the times when you need spiritual guidance any given time you wish for guidance all you need to say is brother Yeshua help me or spiritual masters I need advice on this matter and then you can tell us what the matter is and if you do so please know that the answer will come to you in a way or shape or form that is most conducive for your own personal growth and learning for some of you it is going to come in your sleep it will come in the night or when you're about to fall asleep you'll get a flash of intuition some of you will be doing your day-to-day chores or even doing a tarot or oracle reading and the answers will come to you completely independent of the cards some of you will be having a conversation and you find yourself giving advice or the words that you needed to hear, you will find that they will come out of your mouth for somebody else, and then you both benefit. The divine energy works in mysterious and miraculous ways. And we cannot stress enough that you need to be open-minded to receiving the words and the thoughts and the ideas that will be conducive to your success to going to the fifth dimension and staying there happily for a very long time.
we notice that many of your animals are acting strangely. For some of you, your animals are acting stranger than normal, and they're normally strange. And some of you have very normal acting animals that are suddenly behaving in really strange ways. We do notice some of the animals on the planet, the wild animals, that travel in groups or packs are now randomly spinning in circles, going around in circles for days. Some of this is a disease. Some of this is divine plan. A lot of you are frightened by that and think it must be the end of the world. You must get right with your God. And we are grateful to provide these kinds of thoughts or insights to you. It is time to get right with your God, to get right with the God within you that Christ consciousness within you. It's time to tap into that. This is how you are all going to go to the fifth dimension. We look forward to seeing you there. We know that it's going to be easy once you are able to manipulate the matter of time and space. That, of course, is starting with your own physical body. We send each and every one of you love. Those of you who send us love, we send you the same love and we multiply it and send it back to you three times greater than what you sent to us. When you pray for an ascended master, we are grateful for it, but we do give you three times the power back. We always send blessings to those of you who remember us because it truly was a struggle to get here. To become an ascended master is not achieved in one lifetime. And many of you have started a very long time ago. You are about to receive your rewards. And we are so grateful that we get to be a part of this earth during this auspicious time in which some of the most wonderful things will be taking place. I'm seeing this blank. I don't know what he's sending me. He's sending like this energy of just pure love. And he's smiling and not really saying much. Are you done with the channel? He says, no, I'm just taking a break. He's trying to get you guys to. Okay, here he's talking again. We like you to take breaks every now and again and pause. And find that stillness within to be like a warm, fuzzy blanket of peace that warms you from inside of your body rather than something outside of your body. Many of you are having spontaneous kundalini awakenings 
we see that many more twin flames are meeting up at this time to create the points of light on the planet that are needed to give a boost up to the rest of humanity. We see that some animals are coming back from extinction. This was promised in the Holy Scriptures that this sort of thing was going to happen. We see that many of you are turning to your dogs as examples of unconditional love. And many of you are turning to your cats to learn spiritual indifference as far as the rest of the world is concerned. You no longer care one way or another for their opinion. We see that the animals as teachers are out in full force. And we are absolutely thrilled to have had sometimes been a part of it. Sometimes when many of you have asked for help and then you are unable to hear it or see it, those are the times in which we may temporarily hijack the bodies of your beloved animals, your cats and dogs, and we will give you a uncharacteristic hug through your animals. You might see your animals do something that is incredibly sweet and enlightened, and they've never done it before, and they never do it after. And a lot of times that's your spirit guide or your holy guardian angel or one of us in the fifth dimension sending you extra love the ascended masters of light are never going to leave the planet until you all have ascended we have a great deal of admiration as I said before for those of you who decided to take on extra diseases extra work extra people than what your original divine blueprint was going to be about this time we're sending each and every one of you that asks a halo or a crown of energy that will be lifting you up at this time in a much needed boost to help you align your junk DNA that will help your body your Merkaba and everything align and yeah he's showing me something but I'm not quite getting it 
He's saying something that will create the, um, he's saying sensation, but I don't know if that's right. Is that right? Yeah. Something that will create the sensation and idea in your mind that you can rise up and vibrate at a higher level. We're sending you this energy to your crown chakras and your heart chakras at this time. And many of you who have not finished purging all of the negative trauma in your life, we will help to send this energy to your first three chakras. We want you to feel comfortable, loved, happy. We want you to get through your traumas quickly. For those of you who have not yet done this, we are here. We're willing and able and ready to help you. The solar wind stream is also another help. It is like a blanket of help that will never leave your side. Especially after this particular cycle of it. You're going to notice a lot more very positive energy even in your own attitudes, even in your own way of showing up in the world. You're going to feel a lot better, especially when you ask for the Masters of Light to help you. We are incredibly proud of you, but we don't think of ourselves as above you or in a parental mode above you basically nothing like that we just want to re-emphasize that we are humans the way that you were human and we rose up spiritually and by our example this should be clues to how you can do this for yourself. So I don't know, I'm seeing like a sidewalk in San Francisco next to the main wharf that everyone goes to. Oh, it's a metaphor. <laughs> I'm like so confused. I'm like, what? And then he shows me going out onto the, <laughs> going out onto the wharf. And then he shows me this bright blue anchor dropping into the ocean. And I'm like, but it's attached to the, the, the walkway. It's not attached to a boat. It didn't make any sense. And I'm like, um, how am I going to get that message across? <laughs> anyway, he's saying, Yes, you got it. This is my metaphor. He says, even though you may be tethered to a wharf that seems safe in a safe harbor, we're going to ask you to please drop your blue anchors of faith and hope into the sea of God's love. We wish you to understand that it's God's love that will literally carry you up 
into higher dimensions. It's God's love that will help you be carried up, lifted up, and be able to rise above all of your petty arguments and disagreements, any negativity, any problem whatsoever can be helped with the grace of God. That love is always highest it can possibly be. You are loved beyond measure. We want you to know that at a core level. Tap into the love of God. It's in your own heart. So he's giving you another moment of silence, basically. Your heart beats in unison with the one will, with the true God's heart. Your spiritual heart, your high heart, as many of you have been saying, is in tune with the Christ consciousness. You just have to mentally tune to it. They're showing me something. This is a black screen, and I'm not understanding what this is. Oh. (laughs) He says, the veils have been lifted. So imagine yourself in a, a, a movie theater, and there's the red curtains, and they have parted ways. They've gone to the right and to the left, and all you have before you is a black screen. And many of you think this to mean doom and gloom and sadness. But many of you know the truth of this because it is a new beginning. Just as a black screen in a theater is a sign that the movie you paid to see is about to begin. We'd like to remind you that The whole world is light projections from the mind of God. We would like for you to understand that that black screen, that blank screen, is you erasing all of your shadow, all of your fears, doubts, repenting for all of your sins. Because the show, the real show, the real light show, my friends, is indeed about to begin. Be patient, walk in grace, cast your anchor into the harbor, the safe harbor of God's love, and understand that this show It's about to begin, and it's going to be very, very entertaining.
so he showed me one more thing there's a lady she's in a large industrial kitchen and there's uh, silver tables everywhere and she's kneading a huge thing of dough might be sourdough but it could be any kind of bread and she's kneading this bread and she's it's almost like a lunch lady kind of scene but it's an industrial kitchen and no kids in sight so what does this mean he says you're busy preparing the dough of your life I don't know does that mean we're about to be baked into bread (laughs) he says well it's been said that bread is the staff of life but the staff of life is your spine and bread is well I know it's a euphemism for money but He's trying to explain it, but very slowly. Bread is sustenance. What you are doing right now is you are making the sustenance for yourself. You are kneading yourself. You are creating I'm trying to understand this. I'm seeing several symbols at once. It's not making a lot of sense. I see yeast or the symbol from a yeast packet overlaid onto the bread. And I see many different letters all over the bread. But it it doesn't spell anything. And it's like um, when you you bake bread, how the top crust gets a little brown it's like these letters have been browned into the bread so I'm trying to understand this 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 very intense metaphors today Yeshua he's very pensive today he gets in these moods I love these moods but it's really hard to get it (laughs) I'm not getting it he's like you're not getting it yet (laughs) okay just tell me what this is he says you're kneading yourself into whiteness, as it says in Khalil Gibran's The Prophet. And you are going over the dough again and again and again. And this dough is your subconscious mind, your mind, your mental body, your emotional and spiritual body, and in some cases, your physical body. You keep kneading it and kneading it and kneading it until it becomes perfect. And then you're going to bake a perfect loaf of bread that has all the symbols, all the clues, all the keys that you need to put together your story. You have all the letters in your works. You have all of the ideas already in the work of yourself. 
understand that you are in this metaphor, the dough, you are the loaf of bread because you are the staff of life. You are the staple of life without humans. There couldn't be no human evolution, but also you are the baker watching and observing all of it. The baker is God. The kitchen would be like heavens in the metaphor. Everything is sparkling new and neat and stainless. That's why we showed you stainless steel. Everything is stainless steel in this kitchen because God's love for you, God's support of you, God's thoughts of you and ideas for you remain stainless. God does not support you with a half-hearted heart. God loves and sustains and supports you with a stainless record, with a stainless ability. There is no judgmental negative attitudes towards you because God's love needs no filter. It's pure. It doesn't need the filter of self-doubt or sadness or sorrow. So you are the baker, but you're also the bread and you are also the heaven that surrounds the whole scenario. And everywhere you look in an industrial kitchen, you see stainless steel. So in the metaphor, everywhere you look, no matter where you look, no matter what you do, no matter what happens, God's love is surrounding you and it is stainless. We wish you very much luck and all the love that you can handle as you continue on this exciting and exhilarating journey. You are very, very close. And we know that we're going to see you soon when you reach the fifth dimension. We're very excited about this. We love you very much, the Ascended Masters of Light. We are hanging out, waiting for you to come. And we have prepared the way for you and waited for many centuries for you. All right, that's it. End transmission, that's what he showed me. It was, it was a kind of a goodbye. Um, I don't even know what that was. It was just, <laughs> it was like a finished little roll of bread. Like this is finished now. He's in a very pensive mood and very, he does this um, metaphor thing heavily. Parables and stories and metaphors when he's in this deep thinking mode. So basically he's saying that we are on our way, but we need to see ourselves as not just 
one thing as human beings, but we need to see ourselves as a spark of the great divine, see ourselves from an outer observer looking in and to stop loving ourselves conditionally and rather love ourselves with stainless love, endless love, dropping our anchors in the sea of God's love and allow that to direct towards our innermost self and outward towards all of humanity. That's what he was showing me there at the end. So the transmission has ended. I love each and every one of you. I'm glad we're on this wild and crazy journey together. I will be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. And again, remind, um, let me know if you want to talk about anything. If you have any questions, I'm at mermaid girl, eight, eight, eight. And that's it for now. Oh, and that's on Instagram, by the way. (laughs) And I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace. Hey guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, for a while now, and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from $0.99 to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank or through PayPal using my email mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.